PFT Media. Hey, you guys. Hey, it is your buddy, Peter. It's uh, May 13th at around, what is it, like 2.30 in the afternoon, and I just put the finishing touches on episode 241, my interview with someone whose music I was listening to when I was driving around in my senior year in my 1979 Datsun 310. Had his cassette from his band, The Hooters, in my car for probably about a year and a half. And I got to talk to him. It was really cool. I called Sweden, and we FaceTimed and talked for about 45 minutes or so. And I had a good time. I think he had fun. It's, it was a weird one, uh, but they're all kind of strange. Uh, his name is Eric Bazilian. His band was The Hooters. And besides The Hooters, he, he's written for uh, lots of people. He, you know that song, uh, One of Us, by Joan Osborne? You know, if God were one of us, just a slob like one of us, he wrote that. So that's kind of cool. Prince covered it. He wrote a song that Prince covered. How cool is that? He's just a nice guy. And he was kind enough to talk to me. And we kicked it around. We talked a lot about music and life and condiments and um, uh, fashion. I got to ask him a question about fashion that I wanted to ask him since 1985. I've been sitting on this question since 1985. Before I even thought about uh, interviewing or podcasting or anything, I wanted to ask him about something, uh, a, a article of clothing he wore in a video, because that's the kind of geek I am. And he answered it, and he said that no one's ever asked him that before. So if anything else, it's worth checking out how my mind worked when I was 17, 18 years old. A couple things. Uh, next week, next episode, uh, 242, I talked to Steve Silvich. He is the guitarist for The Hold Steady, another great, amazing band. Uh, I FaceTimed him and we kicked it around and uh, it was a good conversation. I think you're going to dig it. Uh, Orlando Weekly, they're doing their best of Orlando. I think we're a pretty good podcast. I'd like to think you do too. Go over to OrlandoWeekly.com and nominate us as uh, best podcast in Orlando, if you will, if you think we're okay. Do me a favor, also uh, nominate Dinner Good Conversation as best new thing. I know we're not really that new. We've been around for about a year, but we only have like uh, 30 episodes out or something. And I could use the promotion. So do that for me. Uh, go to Patreon, my Patreon page. I try to update it just about every day. It's probably every two or three days at this point. And you get to kind of see behind the scenes, the inner workings of Scotch A Good Conversation. Uh, I, you get to look at my show notes. You get announcements on who's coming on the podcast before anybody else. I kind of blog a little bit. I don't want to call it blog. I write occasionally. I mean, I don't spell very well. So uh, that's hard for me. You get, you get to see my misspelled uh, rambling thoughts. And there's naked pictures of me up there. That's kind of cool. And videos. I do my little video thing. Uh, I'm Peter Von Tversky. I got some shit on my mind. That's, uh, that comes out every now and then. And uh, you get to see the inner workings of my sick, twisted brain. Want a sticker? Want some buttons? They're free. Email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. Leave me a, uh, an address and your number. And as soon as I get enough of them... I will uh, uh, brave going over to the post office, and I'll just send them to you. They're free. Just just grab them if you want them. You guys, thank you very much. I hope you're being uh, well-behaved in quarantine. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Take this thing seriously, okay? Let's not, uh, let's not quite go bowling yet, you know? You've got a couple weeks. You can, you can hang out for a couple more weeks. You don't need your haircut that bad, all right? I need you guys around, so uh, wash your hands, all right? Be nice to each other. Remember to breathe.
Thank you so much for checking out Scotch and Good Conversation. My name is Peter. I am your host. Sitting directly across from me on the blue sofa is nobody because of coronavirus, but on the phone with me from Sweden is Eric Bazilian. Nailed it. Did I nail it? Nailed it. I nailed it. See, I've been I've been terrified of that for probably about two hours. Like it oh. it's uh it's two o'clock here here. It's about six o'clock where you are, and I've been uh nervous. Is it eight o'clock there? I, no. My time zones are all screwed up. I was nervous. I, I cracked open a beer and I said, I'm just going to ask him because normally I would just screw it up. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast at all. These are three things that I know about you. Okay. Hopefully all of them are true. Sometimes I get them wrong. On uh, July 13th, uh, 1985, your band opened up the very first day of Live Aid. And I think I watched it. No, I didn't watch it because it wasn't live. I've, been, I've seen it online, right? Boom. Okay. We did. That is, the, that is the truth. We opened up Live Aid. That's uh, monumental. <laughs> that was pretty epic, I've got to tell you. And, you know, walk out on stage in front of 120,000 people and knowing that a billion people are watching worldwide, that's pretty epic. Well, you look cool doing it. I, I can honestly say you guys look cool doing it. It didn't, I mean, obviously it wasn't your first gig. So you, no. you, you looked cool doing it. And uh, at that point, you're. Your record, Nervous Night, had been out, what, uh, six months, probably? No, not even that. It came out, I think it came out in May, and this was in July. So we were really just getting Holy started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Obviously, your biggest day, uh, gig to date at that point, right? Well, it was, you know, it was Philly. So it was our hometown. Yeah, yeah. And we had played in that stadium before. Okay. We, op we opened for The Who there in, no, in 82. No slackers. So. There are no slackers also. No slackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think Nervous Night came out my junior year of high school, and all through my senior year, it was in my cassette deck. It was back and forth between War from U2 and your record, and I think I drove my girlfriend at the time just absolutely insane. I kind of considered myself, I wasn't ever like a punk rock kid. I guess I was sort of more of a new wave kid. But something, and I've seen different labels put on your band, but I just call it American music. Like I, I at the time, anything that wasn't on the radio, like a lot. And at that point, it, your stuff wasn't on the radio a lot, got labeled new wave, but it was just, just good American rock and roll. I guess. I mean, you know, all of our heroes were English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I been dying to ask you some questions for 30 years. Uh, wow. Yeah. Here's your well, you know, that's why I started a podcast. If someone gives me some scotch and I can talk to some people, what the hell? Uh, um, you, uh, after that record, you increasingly became more popular overseas, which does that happen to anybody else? I tried to think of other bands that that happened to. It's, it happens to a surprising number of people. I, I realized at some point as early as the nineties that if you, if you're ever wondering whatever happened to so-and-so chances are they're touring in Germany. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Germany. I can see that happen. I saw a big country with Mike Peters from the alarm, uh, singing for them yep. wow. in, in Germany a couple years ago. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I traveled a little bit and it is interesting the difference between America and Europe and music is, uh, most of the time they got it really, really right. Like, and we get it right. Like we, I think we're pretty responsible for rock and roll. We, you know, we, I think we, we got well, that. Yeah, we, we nailed we, it. We send 
England, then England, you know, took it and reinvented and, it and switched it up and, and made it angry yeah. and, and political and wonderful and new wavy and, and all the things that I, I was into in high school. So you, you, uh, you've been back and forth. You're, you've been living in Sweden for how long? Um, I've been back and forth, um, for, well, I've spent summers here for 25 years. Nice. I married into the faith. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good so, on you. You, you <laughs> it does. You make it look cool, man. The, you, uh, first of all, you, you look way younger than, than you are. And that's, that's a, you know, I, you, I know how old you are. I mean, you, you look like you're my age and I, I'm 52. So, okay, it, so, I'll take that. so what I'm saying is fuck you and your hair, because I'm very <laughs> jealous of your hair. I, I, you've always had good hair. Your band had good hair. And that, that was one of the main things that besides the great music that I went, God, they have good hair. They, they, we still have good hair. It's yeah. funny. We, we lucky in the hair department. I know. I, I, uh, I saw you guys at, um, um, I went out to Disney. I never go to Disney, man. I live in oh, Orlando. Yeah. I went out to Disney when you guys played, I think it was last year at a the food fest thing or something. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it was great. I I was very I I came, I sat down, I got a overpriced beer or two. I watched you guys play, and then I bounced, and I haven't been back to Disney since. And we purchased tickets, like we purchased like season tickets for that. Uh, it yeah. it was worth it. So thank you. Yeah. Any plans to come? Like, if we can ever tour again, any plans to come back to Orlando? Yeah, yeah. You okay. Know, I mean, kind of been thinking of this, you know, this thing as an annual thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think gotten around to to um nailing it down yet for this year but look we've got a ton of we've got a ton of gigs booked for for october november actually we have some gigs in the in the u.s booked in in august god knows if they're going to happen probably well, you not. were supposed to be on the road right now right weren't you supposed to be in germany yeah, um, is that right we were, so we were supposed to start our 2000 uh 2020 40th anniversary tour <sighs> in philadelphia on may 23rd and then go to germany uh our first show was on june 5th i think yeah, it, take into August. Oh, besides the Hooters, you've written for some music, and and the one that keeps sticking out in my mind is, uh, well, you, you you wrote it for someone. Well, you wrote it, and someone else performed it, made it a hit. But Prince covered it. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> how does that feel? Because Prince never did anything I've done. He never did one thing on my podcast ever. Really? Yeah, never. never. I tried not for not for standing outside uh, the studio screaming, "Please come on my podcast." He uh, just never paid attention to me. And if you looked up Cool in the dictionary, I think that's pretty much what Cool would look like. Was Prince? Did he have to call you and ask? Did Did Prince call you? No. no. Oh, fact, I'm sorry. There's a bit of a story behind it. About six months before that album came out, I got a bootleg cassette from a fan in 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 japan mm -hmm. who said you got to hear listen to this concert um um uh go to about in 90 minutes in so i you know scrolled through it and and, and got to it and i hear the band start pumping bum, 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 bum. <laughs> i love this song yeah. this next song Written by Joan Osborne. Sing along, <laughs> I'm <you>? sorry. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> Did you ever write him a letter and say, hey, can you? No. no? How do you write Prince a letter? It's like you just address it Prince. Like, it, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just it's Prince. Cool. It'll, it events, I still think he'll get, he gets him, I imagine. You know, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, I don't, I don't you know. He spelled my name right on the record. Okay, good. See, that's I, was, I got that in common with Prince. That's the only thing I have in common with Prince. That that's it right there. <laughs> um, thing number two 
And I, I've been meaning to ask you this since the, since the 80s. And I'd like to think someone else asked you this, but I don't know. I, in, in 1985, I was this guy. I'm like, I'm looking at hair. I'm looking at fashion. And I noticed, I think you were wearing your suspenders backwards. Yeah. Were you doing that? Like, I, uh, why? Because it, it drove me crazy. Was it a thing? It was a thing. Yeah, okay. It was kind of, that was the that was the Eric Brazilian suspenders thing. I liked it. I didn't do it. I tried it a couple times. It just didn't work. <laughs> like it just wasn't. You can pull it off. You got hair. So, yeah, yeah. You did it on the cover. You did it in the uh, um, uh, and we danced video. And you did it in the, uh, now I look like a fucking stalker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I curse. I hope this doesn't offend you. I, I, I just, one of those, like, it was the thing that really, like, I kept thinking, why did it happen? And then I got a chance to talk to you and I went back and forth. Should I ask him about this? Cause it's so, has anybody else asked? Someone else had to ask, right? No, actually you're the first person that has asked that. that well, look at me. Look, look, I'm like a journalist or something. That's right. <laughs> you're going deep. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just absolutely insane. It, it really was. One, um, I actually ahead. tried it 10 years ago. I thought, hey, maybe it's time to bring it bring back. Bring it back. Are you familiar with the band Crisscross uh, with the Mac Daddy and the Daddy Mac? Are yeah, you, yeah, they make right. you want to jump? They they did it. I think they stole the power from you. I'm still jumping. Okay, good. I know you are. <laughs> um, and thing number three I know about you is in uh, 1970, you saw Pink Floyd. I did, yeah. I saw them a few times. Actually. And you took a really great picture. Like, I, I, were you that close to Pink Floyd? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that could happen in 1970. How old were you? Were uh, like 16, 16, and that was 16. Yeah, 16. I, what, what's uh, do you remember what it cost to see Pink Floyd in 1970? Like eight bucks. Four dollars. Four dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I'm trying to think of what the last big band I saw. It's been a minute since I've seen a big show. I've seen you two uh, like seven or eight times. That's the last big band that I I paid yeah. a lot of money to go see. And yeah. so the, did I. Yeah, and did I you? Know, I know their management, and I still paid a lot of money. If 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 you tell them I said hi, they just say, hey, yeah, Peter yeah. says hi. Peter from Scott says hi. It's uh, been a while. Well, they're such a spectacle. I mean, it's such a like it's it's so much bang for your buck. But I mean, I, I've been to that party before, and I. I, on this podcast, I spend a lot of time singing the praises of you too, because I grew up. To, sure. You know, Joshua Tree came out when I was in high school. Not Joshua Tree. Uh, Unforgettable Fire came out when I was in high school. War came yeah. out when I was in middle school. And uh, uh, Joshua Tree was the soundtrack of, of my late teens. And sure. I, I, the second song to be played as, as my wife and I got married was Beautiful Day. That's kind of where I shut it off. That's kind of where I went, eh, um, you know, and I would tell Bono that like, if he sits down yeah. in here, I'll, I'd, I'd say, you know, I, I still love you, baby. But you know, I, uh, I, the last time I went to see you two play, I went to see them because my friends were going, I wanted to see my younger friends see you two because right. I'd been, I'd been, but, uh, what was the last big show you went to? I mean, do you, you got to go to shows that people come to Sweden. Do people come to Sweden? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, since I, <clears throat> so I've been living here. I won't say full time because then they would deport me because I'm not strictly speaking. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you can but vote still. Back. You you can vote in the United so, States. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have our house. We we our house is rented out to strangers, but I still have my studio. <laughs> okay. And I have friends <laughs> I stay with. So I've been about about fifty one forty nine for the past three years. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine it's good to come home. But of course now I'm one hundred here because I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that's, <laughs> there are worse places you can be stuck, man. Like I, I have a funny feeling. Like it's, it's. Uh, yeah, it's you know, time will tell. I mean, I, I'm sure you've read, you know. Yeah, aren't don't they have like no rules? It's like the Wild West there, as far as like who can go out and do things, right? There's no lockdown. All right. I mean, there are red, you know, um, bars are closed that don't have table service, but if they have table service, they can serve as long as there's, you know, the right distance between tables. Um, it's open. It's yeah. Sweden is business. I mean, uh, gatherings of over 50 people are, are forbidden. Okay. Well, that's probably a pretty solid rule. I think I don't, but yeah, well, yeah in, you know, what's it two in, in most places, but, um, listen, I hope they know what they're doing. I'm, we're being careful. Good. You know? Yeah. We need you in the world. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm washing my hands a lot and, and, you know, not, no, not going out a whole lot. I, I went but, to grab some takeout. Like get a, a fancy sec. I, I live on the outskirts of a fancy fancy section of Orlando, mm -hmm. and I went into what I call Fancy Town, to like by the lake and the fountain to grab some out some takeout. And they had the big boxes on the floor where you you stand here and you move up. And there was antibacterial and shield. No one was wearing a face mask but me. I I was the only one there, and I felt like like an insane person. Like I I really felt like everybody was staring at me and. Uh, Finally, someone recognized me because it honestly it says "Scotch and Good Conversation" across my face mask because yeah. I'm that guy. You're that guy. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I figured it's a space. You know, if you, if you give me yeah, enough money, no. I'll put the Hooters on it. I, I'm, I'm, I'll sell out. Uh, and someone went, Peter. I thought that was you. And I, I jokingly said, "Who else has got a Scotch and Good Conversation? They're on sale at scotchandgoodconversation.com. They're not." Uh, he, he said, uh, "He said, man, how you doing?" I said, "Yeah, my, I, I lied. I felt so bad." I said my I told my wife I'd wear this mask the whole time I was out there, but I didn't I just didn't want to, to die. And then the food yeah. wasn't even that good. Like so if I get oh. sick because of subpar Mexican food, I'm I'm gonna be really super disappointed. Real quick, off the top of your head, don't overthink this. Everybody takes too much into this. Top three bands, singers, songwriters, or musical performers in your world right now, go. in the, in the world ever, the Beatles. Okay, the Beatles, good. The yeah, yeah, I think that's solid. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, the Beatles, the Who, and Springsteen. Okay, good, good, good. I, I can see all of that in you. Have you seen? Like, obviously, you haven't seen the Beatles. You seen Paul McCartney? Um, I, I saw the Beatles twice. Did you really see the Beatles twice? You were living your youth, right? I keep forgetting you're a little older than me. I was alive when the Beatles were around, but I, I I've seen Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you saw the Beatles twice, really? Where? I saw the you know what? They were great. <laughs> <laughs> No shit. No, really. You know what? There's a reason they were the Beatles. I mean, they couldn't hear shit that they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And they in tune. Yeah. That's, that's, I, mean, I mean, they did paperback writer. I saw them do it live with just three voices. I mean, on the record, there's like 12 of them. Yeah, yeah. And they three voices. And it was awesome. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you're smiling talking about a concert that happened 40 years ago. Dude, for me, it happened. Now, how about 50? Oh, 50, I keep forgetting. Like, I, do you feel old? Was, I don't feel old. You look like someone who doesn't feel old. I, Dude, I wish I could feel old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm at the top of my game. This whole coronavirus thing is really working out for me. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't have to go out of my house. You know, if I, I, if I do, I feel neurotic. So I'm at home here. You know, we, we've, got a, we've got one of those Peloton bikes. So I, I exercise. Like I'm gonna. The only reason I'm having one beer and no scotch is I'm gonna get off the uh, off here and go exercise for an hour. I like, and I'm I, I'm getting the call also to people who normally wouldn't talk to me because you guys got a lot of free time in your hands, so it's really working out. <laughs> I you but you strike me as someone who I mean you're always moving. You put a new record out like a, a single out what uh, a month ago, a week ago. Oh, put a single out about about uh, 
five, five days ago. Talking about the Beatles? Yeah. Like, like you, yeah. You, do you have to ask? You have to ask somebody. No, no, you no. don't have to ask. Just, you right. just have to pay them. Okay. <laughs> does, or or, or, or the, 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 uh, the streaming services have to pay them. Okay, yeah. Is it doing well? I'll put a link in the show notes because it's good. I checked it out. I like, I like everything about it. It's all you, right? Yeah, it's uh, the, the, the drummer. Uh, the, a friend of mine in Slovenia played drums. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, I mean, I... I, I saw a little video where you you laid down the guitar track you laid down the bass track you did the the harmonies uh, you you did the lead vocal you you switched it enough to make it your own which is really cool well i didn't i didn't intend to, to do the song yeah yeah by the way for the uninitiated it's help yeah it's the beatles help and you know the way i write songs is i usually come up with a, a riff of some kind guitar in this case it was actually on the, on the mandola my swedish mandola mm -hmm. um i call my wife I that by the way What's it? I, cool, I'm sorry. Cool I, I call my wife my sweetest Mandola. I, I interrupted. It's what I do. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start calling my wife my sweetest Mandola. <laughs> so, so you were tiddling around on the sweetest Mandola. I was fiddling, fiddling around on the Swedish Mandola as one does. <laughs> <laughs> and I started recording, you know, as one does, you know, oh, let's play a guitar part. And then, okay, let's, let's put down a bass and let's make a, something that sounds like a, a record out of it. And then I'll do that, and then I'll start singing. And I started singing, and everything I was singing was terrible. And all of a sudden, I started singing Help. Yeah. It's like the chord changes are completely different from the original, but it really worked. And it was like, you know, this feels really good, and it was a good place in my voice, and there aren't a lot of them, believe me. I've got, I mean, I have... I'm making the best lemonade I can make out of these. I'm that guy of podcasting, trust me. <laughs> there, there you go. But um, so I just, I just, I rolled with it and, and that's what came out. That's, it's very cool. I listened to it and uh, I, I've done a deep dive back into your catalog and um, now, God damn it. I'm a bad interviewer. I'm trying to figure out, remember what the name of the record that comes out, came out after Nervous Night where it's black and white on the cover. You're not wearing your suspenders backwards. The next record after Nervous Night. One Way Home. One Way Home. I forgot how much I like that record. Waveyard Grawl, uh, a waltz. Is a dirty, yeah. dirty song. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that eluded me as a child. Like, it's, you know, it's it's w w that was the album that that broke us in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And it's also the album that was the beginning of the end of our career in the United States. We want more Hooters. We we want more, and we danced. Is they, that was that it? That it, it, I guess it kind of was that, and whatever p political games were going on at the record company, because that really did matter a lot. Yeah, yeah. Who was on your side? And, um, you know, for whatever reason, Johnny B, which was the first single from that from that album, was huge in Germany. We go to Germany now. Like, if I'm driving on the Autobahn and I change lanes without... without <laughs> With the windows uh, open. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the cop comes over and the cop pulls me over. I'll just say, the Hooters, you know, Johnny B, <laughs> how much there is to see. And he's like, oh, yes, go, go. Go, please, go, go as fast as you want. <laughs> Nice. That kind of clout in Germany. I, I like it. Um, top uh, it's thing number two. One thing that you would endorse if the world needed to know about one thing could be a local restaurant, could be a band, could be a particular brand of guitar. I talk about the Radius toothbrush. It's a beautiful toothbrush with it used with either right hand or your left hand. Got a really big head, gets all your gums, and it's like a party in my mouth. I would really love the Radius toothbrush people to send me. <laughs> 
I, I would love for them to send me a case of toothbrushes. It just hasn't happened yet. So I figured I'm using my power as a podcaster to dozens of people to get a free case of Radius toothbrushes. Love them. Great toothbrush. Party in your mouth. Uh, what's something that the world needs to know about that you could endorse? Charlie's Pizzeria in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, how long has Charlie's Pizzeria in Philadelphia been open? Um, my parents went on their first date there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's so a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a minute, yeah. And it is indisputably the greatest pizza in the universe. Is there a particular style of pizza in, in, in Philadelphia? Because I know Chicago, not entirely a fan of it. Yeah, oh, no, it's not like that. Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia is kind of the, the real pizza. You know, it's Italian-American. Yeah, yeah. Is there a lot of, like, dried cheeses and meats hanging and fake grapes and, like, a... like a Charlie's? A, yeah, is, is there a Charlie's, mural painted on the wall? Actually, there 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 used to be a shrine to the Hooters at Charlie's. Nice. It may still be there. I have, it's been a while. I'm gonna go put um, it back up. First of all, you only get get it plain. Okay. They only sell pizza and soda. Okay. No slices. Can I bring booze? Um, you can sneak it in. Okay. If, all right. If, tell Carol and I sent you. Then you, you can bring it. Oh, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> and and I've been vegan for four years. Good for you. And. That is the one thing that that is the one fail I would have willingly. So that they don't do a vegan there, they don't do a vegan they, pizza, they and I wouldn't even ask. Oh, I I don't think they should. Truthfully, I've never been there, but it sounds like my kind of deal, you know. So you'll go over there and you'll break your vegan diet for for Charlie's. For Charlie's Pizza, I would. I will absolutely put links in the show notes to Charlie's Pizza in Philadelphia because it, it uh, and when I visit Philadelphia, and I will because we're not leaving the United States unfortunately anytime soon, and it's within driving distance, so we'll probably go. Uh, and the last of these things, and then we jump into the, the nonsense of the podcast. If we haven't hit that point yet, uh, <laughs> you can't wait. <laughs> um, what's one piece of advice as a, a slightly older man than me that you can give me? Cause we're like best friends now to improve my life. You've seen me, you, you've seen about a two by one foot area of my home. You've seen my drinking problem, my grooming problem. What, what's a piece of advice you can give me to make Peter a better person? Well, you're already following the biggest piece of advice I would give any younger person. Yes, sir. Which stems from a question that I've been asked several times now in, interview, in interviews. What piece of advice would you give your 30-year younger self? See, I, that, that, I, I saw that and I didn't want to do that one. So what piece of advice but, would you give me as my 30-year younger piece of self? How about that piece of self? Well, I don't know you as 30 years younger, but I would say to any person who's 30 years younger and definitely takes himself way too seriously, smile! <laughs> smile! It is not cool to not smile. Sure. You you I thought I was you're goth for a little while. seriously because you're not smiling. You're just going to look like a dick in 30 years. <laughs> I, um, I grew up with really jacked up teeth, so I didn't smile, and my mother... Bought, bought me braces and and I still uh, I, I I saw weird like I this is great podcasting by the way you can see it and no one else can like I I <laughs> don't know how to smile every now and you'll see I'm a pretty happy guy for the most part I don't know I'm kind of registering smile all over the place here well I'm I'm in a good mood like I'm 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 doing what I do like I I like my job you know I. I Somehow I've turned a an excuse to drink with my friends in my spare bedroom into a job that people pay me for. And man, I'm, right now I'm not making any money. My, all my, all my sponsors are on, I can kind of, you just pay me when you need to pay me, like when you can catch up. Uh, but like I, like I said, I got a great Scott sponsor. They drop, drop off a case of scotch at a time. 
normally I can go over to one of my sponsors and get beer because I got a, a really great local brewery. Um, like life is good. Like I, I, I get to talk to interesting people for a living. And my wife about a year and a half ago said, you know, you're pretty good at this. You're, you're getting a bit of a response. Why don't you, I had another business that I used to do. Why don't you just let that go to the side and take the ball and run with it? Wow. Yeah. I, and, and you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm talking to you. So then I got that going for me. Uh, there's one. <laughs> you were, there's one. You were assigned a task to ask me a question. Any question out of the universe. Now's your chance to ask me that, please, sir, and thank you. Any question in the universe? Um, why? The, the big why? The big why. Oh, man, the big why. Um, because... Because <laughs> that, okay. if you go vague, I can go vague. No, I, I can try to kick, kick it around a little bit. Why? The, if, if you had asked me 35 years ago, I would say, uh, why not? You know, although I might say that now, now that I think about it, cause it's pretty good advice from 35. Yeah. Why not? But, uh, uh, because my answer now would be cause, uh, cause I'll hurt myself and I have no insurance. That would, that would be my answer. But uh, I had no insurance 35 years ago either. Nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I would say why, uh, because maybe you can, you know, may, maybe, you know, if you're questioning, if you're going, you know, why should I do that? Like uh, there's, there's all, all a myriad of bad things can happen, but maybe, maybe it will work out. You know, maybe you'll get to make a record. Maybe Prince will cover one of your songs. You know, maybe, maybe that, that person that you love that you've been dying to tell you love, we'll say, I love you back. You know, so basically it's the same answer that you, your, your first answer, which is why not? Yeah, I guess maybe I'm that guy. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I was that guy 15 years ago. You know what? That, that guy, it takes a while to, to grow that guy. You yeah. gotta grow that experience I was... and wisdom will grow that guy. If yeah. you're lucky. Yeah. Well, not all of us are lucky. I'm trying to be that guy. I, I know a lot who haven't grown that, who have not grown that gland yet. I, I've, I've got a great partner and I've, I'm surrounded by great, great friends. And, you know, I, I had a great foundation. Um, why? Uh, because, why? because why not? <laughs> what, <laughs> what I said earlier. That's uh, it. That's uh, it. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to name some emotions. Okay. And what I need for you to do is think of a condiment that goes along with those emotions. Whoa, okay. Okay, I'd like to think you don't get interviews like this all the time. A condom that goes along with the emotions? A condiment, yeah, like mustard or mayo or something oh, like that. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant... Not a condom. No, that would... Although, if you if you can come up with, like, six different condom brands, I'm, I'm very impressed by you. Uh, uh, love. Condiment with love. Ketchup. Really? I think no. that might be the wrong answer. First thing that popped into my mind... Um, I could see uh, red, like I, I could see love with that. I, I could see that. So there are no wrong answers. Well, you want to go no, with ketchup? Actually, no, you, final love, answer? You're starting big with love. You know what I'm going to say? Cilantro. Oh, nice. Spicy. Yeah, still still kind of red. Cilantro is green or red? It's green. Yeah. It's green. My love is but green. Yeah. Yeah, well, well it's, but the, the taste of it, you know, there's something very kind of exotic and sometimes almost uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. All right, well, talking about uncomfortable, confusion. What condiment goes with confusion? Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, what are those, what are those peppers? Uh, uh, chipotle. Okay, uh, uh, there's going to be a sad one again. A despair. Despair. 
time. Nice. I think I can see that too. Uh, happiness. Condiment goes with happiness. Ketchup. <laughs> see, I'm not a ketchup guy. You a ketchup guy? No, I'm not. Yeah. There's something about ketchup. It's, a, there's, it's the association. Is, is it a popular in Sweden? Is ketchup popular there? They, when I first started coming here, they put it on their pasta. Gross. They're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you're listening in Sweden, stop that. Uh, see, I get, I get a lot of ketchup when we went to Germany. They're seeing me, but that comes from that comes from Germany, right? Ketchup comes from Germany. I'm no gonna ketchup. go with that. Um, no, but mustard. Oh, mustard. Oh, I love mustard. I'm a mustard, mustard guy. Got mustards there that would make you cry. Yeah, I, I don't want that to and happen. I'm saving mustard for, for for a good. Actually, no, I think ketchup for for uh, yeah. Okay, anger. Mustard. Mustard. Okay. <laughs> two, two, two more fear. Um. Fear. Uh, I'm trying to think of condiments here. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Okay, good. Yeah, I, are you a mayo guy? I like mayo. No, I hate mayo. I, see, I enjoy a mayo. I don't use it much. I, I'm I'm a big Hellman's guy. What, what's the one that's a salad yeah. dressing? Is Hellman's a salad dressing, yeah. technically? Yeah. I'm a Hellman's guy. I can't. Duke's mayonnaise also. I would also endorse Duke's Ooh. mayonnaise. Have you tried Duke's yeah. mayonnaise? So, nope. Solid mayo. I, it is. Uh, I think it's owned by a small family. I'm just making shit up. Duke's mayonnaise. There'll be links in the show notes. No, there won't. Uh, oh, where I got lost. Uh, one more complacency. Hard word to say for me. Complete, complete, complacency. Complete and complete. Oh, thanks for making fun of me. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my last answer. Okay. I'm going to get on that. Mayo for complacency. I think I think that's the right answer. Totally. I, th I yep. think you nailed it. Uh, question number two for you. President Lyndon B. Johnson had a fresco button installed into the White House Oval Office. I looked it up. Apparently, it's true. On the one website that I found it on. He it, had a what button? He had a, a fresca button, like a, a button that he would hit and someone would bring him fresca. Okay, yeah. Yeah, remember yep. that bad cola? It was like a, it was kind I of sure a, do, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a fresca button installed in, in the Oval Office. So he hit a button and someone would bring him a fresca. He was that kind of president. Um, if, if you could hit a button, have someone bring you something, what would it be? Right now, it would be a very dry Hendrix martini with a twist. Oh, that does sound nice. Can you make those at home? Because we're not martini with a twist people at home. Yeah, 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 I do. When I'm in the U.S., I make them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but gin is prohibitively taxed here, so I, I don't make them at home here. Only on special occasions. Okay, all right. Uh, of course, I, I couldn't hit that button very many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, about twice a day would be my limit. Yeah. I am... Um, we like gin here. We'll drink uh, uh, gin and tonics. That's about the only mixed drink I drink in this house. We we got margaritas to go at when I went to the the park with everybody not having at the Mexican restaurant that no one had their mask on. And I don't, yeah. I don't ever drink and drive. And it's only like a block away from here. But I wanted to take the car. I drank in the car. I'm, I'm arrest me. I, you know, I I drank it and I got home and I was like I got a buzz and it was like a block later. Uh, question number three for you: What's hanging from your keychains besides besides keys? Let me check. Let's have a look. You don't know? I like it. Okay. I Let's see. I have keys. I have a, a leather strap. Mm -hmm. Any significance behind the leather strap? leather strap? I have leather straps. These are, but these are these are the keys from our, my rented apartment. Okay. But let me think about my keychain from my American keys. Let's see. I have keys, and then I have keys, and then I have <laughs> More keys. keys. Yeah, dude, it's just keys. See, I. I'm I keychain guy i i have a uh, a theory about the, the more keys you have the more responsibilities you have 
and I've scaled down my keys. Yeah, I, I use that too. It's, it's a solid choice. Like keys make you make you have uh, like something you have to actually pay attention to and put a lock and worry about. So I've got, I think I have two keys on my keychain that actually work, and then there's a couple keys to like old places I used to have that have good memories. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I can't bring my like the, I have I have the key that my parents the house that I grew up in that my parents gave me when I was 13 when I was allowed to leave. And I'd like to think I could go back like and just open the door and just go to my bedroom and, and masturbate or something. But I, I think that might be a bad idea. Uh, your second question to me, please. My second question to you. Yeah. Um, you like those headphones? Yeah, I do. I wish I bought them back when they weren't <laughs> cheaply made. I could buy them for $99 on Amazon. Uh, yeah, they, they were my present to myself when I uh, uh, became a big time podcaster. Like I got to spend ninety nine dollars on Amazon, and I can't even tell you know what time the types are. They're AKT, is that right? AKG, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're comfortable. They sound great. They look really dumb with my bald head with this thing. That's kind of cool. I was gonna. I think it's working for you. Yeah. Well, uh, no. I, I <laughs> if I had a choice, I think the reincurring theme that you found in this podcast is I would rather have hair. They would look I cool. Mean, you could do something like this. Yeah, see, those look cool. You you look like you should be uh, doing traffic in a weather copter. Yeah, <laughs> you got a mic and the Les Nessman tractor copter thing. Yeah, yeah, I dig these headphones. I, I'm they make me happy when I put them on. Yeah. Yeah. They I, shouldn't be happy. I I don't know. Like I I I have this whole like relationship with things. We we've, we've scaled back our life a lot. My wife and I, where we got rid of anything that we're not using. Are you flossing? Good for you. <laughs> I, I'm using pla using plastic to floss. Yeah, uh, nice. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we, we, look, you're watching here. This is really. I'm really. This is really important. <laughs> I, I might cut that out. <laughs> no, good for you. Flossing is a habit. I, 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 uh, I, I should floss more. I got a water pick. Like I dig my water pick. I don't even use that as much as I, I need to. Uh, we're going to do a commercial, and we go into commercials with music. If you want your music played on Scotch and Good Conversation, email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. If it doesn't suck, I will play it. If it sucks, I'll just act like I never got an email from you. This is new music from a band. Uh, this came out on March 27th, which is a terrible time to put a record out. This is horrible. Like just The timing is just off. Uh, and the name of the band is Capital A, Capital a capital F, Capital A, Capital C, Capital S. And I asked my wife, and she said it was facts. But also, she probably said it stood for something. But I, I couldn't find anything. And the name of the record is uh, Void Memories. This is a song called Boy. you're like me right now there's two things you want to do you want to help the community out by supporting local and you want to drink craft beer red light red light beer parlor has been doing craft beer locally here in central florida since the beginning of the craft beer movement and they're going to continue doing it right now they're open selling beer to go to you Sundays and Mondays from noon to six, close Tuesdays because they need time to rest too, and open every other day from noon to nine. 
award-winning craft beer, and you can get beer to go from any one of their 300 bottles and cans. Red Light Red Light Beer Parlor is conveniently located in the Audubon Park Garden District at 2810 Kareen Drive. Support local, drink craft beer, tell them we sent you Red Light Red Light Beer Parlor. Have you been injured on the go? Remember, just call Mo. Just call Mo.com. We're back. Hey, if you get a chance, uh, check out my Patreon. I am posting almost daily over there. It's uh, patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. I do pictures of the studio. I do the best I can blog, mostly misspelled words. I do, uh, you get a sneak behind the, the curtain with show notes. I do a video series called, uh, I'm Peter Vontaversi. I got some serious shit on my mind when I talk about what's going on in my world. Uh, it's patreon.com slash scotch, good conversation. Anything you give over there, it will go right back out into the podcast. I probably won't buy a new car with it. Uh, this part of the show is brought to you by compass box whiskey, amazing blended scotch, go to your local liquor store. If they don't have it, ask for it. And when it comes in, just look at the labels, pick the one that speaks to you and you will not go wrong. And your button guy, he makes buttons for me. He makes buttons for the lot of, uh, the lots of local podcasts here in town and bands. The only way to get a hold of him is on Facebook or on Instagram. He has no email. He has no phone number. He's a pretty bad businessman, but he's a really good button maker. Tell him we sent you. This is question number four. It's an email and you can email us over at Scott's a good conversation, or you can call if you want. Call, leave a message. We don't get any phone calls. 407-446-4955 or text me over there. You can do that too. Uh, I'll read them on the air if they don't suck. Emails are sponsored by the Nook on Robinson. They are open right now. They were closed for a month and a half. This is my friend's bar. They're a sponsor. They were closed for a month and a half because, because they, they went, you know, hey, this is happening. And uh, we're, we care about our customers and we care about our, our staff. What they're doing right now is they are, they are selling package goods. Very small bar. Normally you walk in, there's not a whole lot of room. Now you walk up to the front door. There's a huge piece of plexiglass between you and them. They're wearing masks. You should be wearing a mask. And you can order any of their local beers, any of, of their, uh, their wine, and everything comes sanitized to you. And it might cost you a buck or two more than you'd pay at like, an in, like a local big box liquor store, but you're helping a local business stay alive during these troubled times. And the people over the nook are pure Orlando. They're everything that's good about our local scene. They're over on Robinson street at 2432 East Robinson's tell them we sent you. This is the email. The title of this email is a bad time for a high school reunion. And it says, uh, I was at Publix. Do you know Publix? It's like a, a supermarket here in Florida. Yeah. I, I was at Publix yesterday and a girl I'd never really was friends with from high school. Then it says in parentheses, we'll call her Karen came up to me in the store and acted like we were best friends in high school. She wouldn't be caught dead with me. And she wanted to talk to me in the middle of a pandemic. I played nice with her for a couple minutes and then I made an up. I made an excuse to get the hell out of there. What would you, you have done? So she's shopping and Karen right. comes along and, acts like they're their besties 
Do you hang? Yep. Do you talk to Karen or do you blow oh, her yeah. off? Do you, do, you, do you talk to Karen? Really? She didn't have time for yeah. you in high school. You're a nice person. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, A, I give her the benefit of the doubt, and B, I get whatever I can out of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Write an email about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go the opposite way here because yeah. uh, because I, I'm trying to be a better person and be nice and give the benefit of the doubt to people. And uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go, Karen, give me a call. And we'll talk on the phone. Right now is not the good time. I'm wearing a mask. I don't know how you recognized me. But uh, I, I've got to go. I got my mom in the car. I might lie. I'm a bad person. You're a much better person than me. I would have no time for Karen. I don't have time or patience for, for, for that kind of nonsense. And I'm pretty friendly for the most part. If you meet me in public. But eventually, and, what? But eventually bored and disappoint her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You got to get right. Do you get recognized? You get recognized there. You can, no, very, very rarely. Yeah. I, uh, I recently talked to uh, Steve Kilby from the church. And uh, he lives in uh, Australia, and he says he can walk around town, and sometimes somebody will go, "I know you," and he'll he'll be like, "No, you know you don't, no," and he'll just kind of continue cruising through. Be that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, be that guy. I mean, first of all, you know, it's 40, 35 years since the nervous night, Eric. Uh huh. But I still get, you know, occasionally. What's really cool is sometimes I get recognized by by kids. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have like you know twenty five year old fans. That's uh that's really cool. See that that's that's cool parents. That that's they they got cool parents. And your music they, is timeless. Some of, them, some of them actually discovered us on their own. Yeah, that's your music is timeless. It really is. It, it resonates. I, even have, I have fans of of my solo stuff and my side projects. Well, how many records you got out between the Hooters and your solo stuff? Because you put out a new one. I mean, the Hooters. We have I don't know six or seven albums. In our entire forty-some year, forty-year career, mm -hmm. uh, I've released two solo solo albums and a couple of collaboration albums. Um, and you've written, and, you wrote, you wrote for the Scorpions, man. How does that happen? Oh, that was awesome. You know, <laughs> they Germany they, loves you. <laughs> Germany loves us. They tracked me down. They wanted to write. I said, yeah, yeah, fly me business class. And I went over and and we had a great time. Fly me business class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a step up from back in the bus of the plane back there. Yeah, so that solid call. Nice, nice brown M&M's rider you just did. Oh, uh, we're going to do a commercial. Ah, dinner time. Pleasant, unemotional conversation helps digestion. Don't monopolize the conversation and go on and on without stopping. Nothing destroys the charm of a meal more quickly. Don't discuss unpleasant topics such as gruesome sights or sounds. Do remember simply this. The dinner table is no place for discontent. Dinner Good Conversation, a place for discontent. Available wherever you find good podcasts. Life is crazy lately, right? Last thing you want to do is worry about what you're going to eat tonight. Truffle, mac, and cheese. You want it, La Femme du Fromage has got it. Give them a call. 407 571 9947. You can order that or you can order anything from their extensive menu. Plus beer, plus wine. You just roll right up to the East End Market, run in and grab it. No hassle, no crowds, and everything is delicious, locally made. La Femme du Fromage is Orlando's 
cheese shop. Give them a follow on all the social media to keep up with what's going on and make sure you support local. Let them know you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Have you been injured on the go? Remember, just call Mo. Justcallmo.com. Question number five for you. What's the single most valuable piece of advice you've ever received that proves to be true time and time again? I met Kenny Gamble. Do you know who Kenny Gamble is? Mm-mm, what's that? He was is one half of Gamble and Huff, which is a writing. Oh, I, I think I saw him on on your Facebook page. Possibly, yeah. yeah. They they were the the architects of the Philly Soul. Okay. Sound of All right. The 70s. And I met Kenny Gamble when I was twenty one. I was just finishing up at college, and uh, you know, at that point, he was at the top of his career arc. And he asked me, and he, you know, this great voice, you know, so oh, son, what what do you do? Uh, well, I'm I'm I, I play guitar, sir, and I'm in a band writing songs. Well, um, yeah, I'm starting to just write songs. Whatever else you do, just write songs and keep writing songs. I like that, it. Yeah, I've quoted that, and then I, I ran into him about five years ago at a restaurant on, on the Jersey Shore, and I gathered up my courage and I walked over to him and I said, excuse me, sir. Same kid. <laughs> yeah. And I told him that and he was very, um, he was very gracious. And then he, you know, he said, I, I introduced myself, you know, from the Hooters and he, uh, Oh, you've done very well for yourself. So have you written anything for anyone else? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I wrote this song, you know, what if God, and he stood up. Oh yeah. He said, you wrote that. That's like that song by that John guy from the Beatles. You know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that John guy from the Beatles. That guy. Yeah. And like, I, like, okay. He said, whatever place you were in when you wrote that song, get back there. You know, sometimes the stars align and something wonderful happens. And if you just let it happen and appreciate yeah. it for what it is. Um, question number six for you. And I, I literally like an hour before I, I, uh, was set to record with you. I joined a Facebook group called uh, the Hooters Tribute 2020. Oh yeah. And I wrote up there, I just quickly wrote, hey, I'm gonna interview Eric on my, my uh, podcast, Scotch and Good Conversation. If you got any questions for him, hit me up. And uh, Jeffrey Mitchell, and he's from Philadelphia. He wrote, <laughs> so you know Jeffrey? <laughs> yeah, we know, yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming you've been asked this, but uh, I, I kind of want to hear your, your uh, question. Jeffrey Mitchell from Philadelphia asked, if God had a name, what would it be? <laughs> I wouldn't call it to his face if I were facing him. <laughs> Are you a religious dude? No. No? See, I, I know when I was a kid, I think part of the reason you guys spoke to me, because I was very religious back at that point. I mean, I'm not now. I'm spiritual, I guess. Uh, I, I Oh, zombies like all you zombies man that that to me like i, I was like oh, they're, 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 they love god as much as i do yeah, and it's now a bible story yeah and now i i go back and first of all it's a reggae song am i wrong on that <laughs> I, I didn't it's notice i didn't notice it was a reggae song because i didn't know what reggae was back then but i i i like i listened to it and i'm like holy shit they made a reggae song <laughs> and they slipped it by me man with keyboards and the video is amazing and you're wearing suspenders backwards also That's yeah right. That was a thing. That was a. Did you have a stylist, or was that you on your own? 
um, there, there was actually she was my wife at the time. Okay. That was my, my All wife. right. And she said that looks good. I liked it. I paid attention, so I'm just yeah, no, wondering. It, it, it did work, I guess. It was a thing. You know, I wore parachute pants for a little while, and I had a mullet. So, uh, you know, I, who am I to, to make fun of your backward suspenders? I, I, if you told me to do it now, I'd go get suspenders out of my closet. Uh, last question for you. Who do you know that I don't know who should come on the podcast? See, this is where I get you to, to, to get me people on my podcast. It's the smartest thing I've ever done. Um, if you can get Dave Hawes, I'd get him. I produced his last two albums. Okay, I I, uh, it, I, I will certainly try. <laughs> I will send him a message and say, Eric said I should get you. Um, it's Hawes. Hawes. Yeah, I, I know. I it, it, I think I saw him on, on uh, does it, it sounds like Pause, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I saw him on Twitter. I'm kind of sort of new to the Twitter world, so I've been, uh, yeah. I, I don't tweet much, but I yeah. enjoy the Twitter. You're pretty, like, active on social media. Like, I, I do you enjoy it? hate it <laughs> it's just a necessary evil <laughs> it is I, I, I've, I've gotten more more involved in it you know during this whole corona nonsense yeah, yeah. Um, you know part of it is just you know trying to build my brand <laughs> can i just make music can i just podcast can, can oh, no. I, can, those, can, days, those days are gone oh i, I think you uh, you've built your brand enough like you you are you're very popular in germany you know, we're a kid on the, on the streets. Uh, Eric, thank you so much, man. This has been a pleasure. I'm going to do a little little quick thing here, and I'll let you go. Um, I want to thank my buddy, CJ Mask. He wrote the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. If he, Right now, he, he's a, a music guy, and he's stuck at home. And if you need a record produced or mastered or you need a, a, a hired gun for your record, you could not do any better than CJ Mask. He's amazingly talented. If you need him, get at me. I will get you at him. Patreon, please go check it out. Patreon.com slash Scotch and Good Conversation. I update every couple days. You can see me misspell words. It's a good time. And there's naked pictures of me over there. Go check them out. It's a long story. Seemed like the thing to do at the time. You don't really see my wiener, but you see a lot of side cheek. Naked pictures, patreon.com slash Scotch and Good Conversation. Email us over at Scotch and Good Conversation at gmail.com. Give us a call, 407-446-4955. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever. There'll be links to all of Eric's stuff in the show notes. You guys, uh, now more than ever, be nice to each other. Take care of each other. Hug each other. Remember to uh, hydrate, wear a sunblock, and remember to breathe. PFT Media Production.